Welcome to the first episode of The Honey Club. Welcome. So this is very clearly our first podcast. And my name is Angela. I'm Megan. And I've been an esthetician for five years, six years. I don't know time, but somewhere around that. Yeah, same. I always say like three to four years. Okay. I don't know. Sweet. (laughs) All right. So I guess just to give a little synopsis as to who we are. Mm -hmm. Megan, do you want to start? Yeah. So I'm Megan. I own... Honeysuckle Beauty Bar and Spa here in Kennesaw, Georgia. So, yeah. Nice. Tiny clubs all around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Angela. I own Skin and Honey. I guess beauty studio and spa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Kennesaw. And Megan and I actually share a space. Yes. We just moved in together. Like a month ago, kind of? I think like a week ago. Okay. I don't know time. <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. (laughs) I said this in the beginning. I don't know time, so don't judge me. But um, I guess how did we meet would be a great way to actually get this started. Yeah. So I don't know who followed who first. I think you did because I remember seeing, like, I don't follow people, like, unless they seem interesting. That sounds so bad. (laughs) I don't mean it. (laughs) Okay. I don't mean it in a bad way. I just don't, like, go out of my way to follow people yeah. unless, like, they follow me first and their, like, stuff seems really interesting. Yeah. And I think I remember seeing your name. Yeah. And I really liked your name because it's so similar to mine. Yeah, it's, like, the same vibe. And I liked your post, so we just, I followed you back. Thanks. Okay, so, yeah, I followed her on Instagram and then we just, like, mutually follow each other for a while And then I know I had posted, like, a story about why I chose the name for my business. And then you had messaged me on that and was like, oh, my gosh, I love that name. That's, like, my (laughs) husband's nickname for me. And then we just kind of, like, talked a little bit then. And then pretty much our next conversation was about you moving in. So <laughs> kind of. I, let me break that down a tiny bit. You tell your POV. <laughs> yeah, so my POV. She posted about her business name, and me and my husband have an inside joke with each other about me being a honeysuckler, because in elementary school, there was a honeysuckle, like, yes. little wall, <laughs> and so everyone at recess would sit and eat honeysuckles all day. I taught all my friends how to eat honeysuckles. Exactly. And, like... <laughs> You know, I'm a little Hispanic kid. <laughs> so, like, this was weird to me, but this was, like, my first dip into the country lifestyle. <laughs> the southern. The southern lifestyle was honeysuckle eating. But, yeah, so, like, instead of playing sports and being cool kids, we were all standing by the honeysuckle wall eating honeysuckles. Yeah. And my husband grew up playing sports and being, like, super active and tough, and I'm, like, a giant wimp and don't do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he calls me a honeysuckler as a, like, to make fun of me and as That's a joke. That's so funny. So, I thought her name was super cute, and then I had remembered seeing a video that you had posted of your room, like, come and get my room ready with me or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I I loved her room. I loved the fact that there were stairs going to it. It just seemed, like, so cute and, like, private, and I was jealous. (laughs) Not actually. I I was jealous in the sense of, like, I had a very small room, and I was paying so much money which we will get into that yeah that's another topic that's another topic we will get into that but I was paying so much money and I was about to hit the end of my lease Mm -hmm. and I needed to find a space so I asked Megan how she found her space yeah 
And so that kind of led into a conversation of you being so sweet and helping me find a space. I was, like, sending her all these listings I was finding that was local. Yeah. So for, like, three days, you were helping me find a space. I looked at one other space, and then you just brought up. Yeah, and then I just was like, you know, I'm here pretty part-time right now because I'm also a stay-at-home mom. I was like, so I have quite, like, some time available if you want to just move in and we can figure it out and split it (laughs) and that kind of works because as a small business owner yeah (laughs) you're not always busy (laughs) you are but you're not especially the first year yeah so for me I was like okay this kind of works because I'm also kind of part-time I mean I am full-time but also in studio in studio (laughs) part-time yeah being a business owner is (laughs) 24-7 Sometimes it feels like it's more than that. <laughs> it's in your head when you yeah, sleep. You're asleep and just thinking about it. Yeah. It's awful. Um, but yeah, so it just kind of worked out for us. And mm-hmm. we met and we just... Instantly like vibe. Yeah, we hit it off so well, which yeah. is... As you can tell, we don't stop crazy. talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should kind of go into like what our podcast is and what we want this to be. Yeah. At least for me... I kind of came up with the idea to do a podcast yeah. very randomly. I had done a couple TikToks in the past that had kind of, you know, had their little 15 minutes of fame. And it yeah. was so beyond stressful and I hated it. Yeah. But I really love podcasts mm-hmm. in general. I love watching them. Yeah, um, same. It, they're just really soothing and like a great way to learn things, especially like if you're in that business. Yeah. So I thought it would be really cool to, I guess talk to other estheticians maybe other people that are interested in the beauty industry or like influencers and stuff like that yeah like thinking about coming to be an esthetician like yeah what to expect or just be in the beauty world of some kind yeah even if you're not wanting to be an esthetician you just like skincare or even hair I feel like a lot of stuff applies yeah like everyone because like how you start your business what you do like yeah how you grow the business that it's all universal it's not really just you know focused on skincare yeah you know so I thought it could be really cool to just talk to other people that are somewhat interested in the beauty world and like how things work and I know like I have friends that are just confused like one day I just started a business and they were all like (laughs) what pretty much pretty much (laughs) so I thought it'd be kind of cool to give people like an insight as to what it's really like yeah what 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 led up to it yeah what do you want this podcast yeah, I mean, I kind of just want to be, like, a guiding force for, you know, up-and-coming beauty professionals and just anyone who's just interested in hearing about two 20-something-year-old girls starting a business yeah. <laughs> and trying to be something. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess now let's go into why. Why did you go solo? Why did you start do you want to start there? Do you want to start at, like, why we even chose aesthetics in the first place? Yeah, so we can start, like, there and then, like, And then what up. led to the yeah. to the solo? Okay, do you want me to start that off for you? Um, I mean, I can start that one off. My bad. I dropped the charger. This computer's old, so it needs to be <laughs> on the charger. <laughs> so, yeah, I pretty much grew up in the spa world. My mom and my brother were both massage therapist and so I like always spent summers in a spa like when I wasn't in school I was in a spa you know and 
I just kind of always grew up around it. And then in high school, I know I was in my senior year and I was like trying to decide whether I wanted to go to college and be a marine biologist or <laughs> be a makeup artist. <laughs> and obviously I did neither, but I chose to go to aesthetic school because if you want to be a makeup artist, Legally. There's no licensing yeah. for makeup Te- artists. Technically, legally, you have to be an esthetician. Yeah, legally especially speaking. now at like Sephora and stuff, they won't hire you unless you're That's licensed. I don't know if that's entirely true, I don't know if they won't hire you, but I know that they are trying to move... Hate. Yeah. Yeah, like move towards having only licensed individuals. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. Any makeup program you see, you might learn a lot, but you it's won't. not going to give you many opportunities. Yeah, I guess. You're not really going to be able to practice to the full extent. Yeah, so I went to aesthetic school to get a license to be able to do makeup professionally. And then when I got there, literally the first day I opened the textbook and I was like, oh, like I really like this. It was a lot of science, which I loved, and then, you know, all like the beauty. Yeah. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds. And I remember just reading it and being like, whoa. Like my brain was so happy <laughs> and I was like, this is cool. Like I think I might do this. And then when we got into like the hands on portion, like, you know, you just find your flow. Like, I don't know. I really fell in love with it, and it was kind of unexpected, I yeah. guess. Like, I always, like, you know, was around as a massage therapist, but... It's not the same until you do it yourself. Yeah, and so I really fell in love with it, and here we are. I'm still doing it. Very <laughs> nice. I think it's kind of crazy. I don't think we've ever really talked about why we actually went into aesthetics. I know we've yeah. talked about, like, what made us, you know, want to start our businesses privately, but we yeah. haven't ever spoken about, like, why we actually chose yeah. aesthetics. So I started, you know, stupidly smiling because we have a very, <laughs> I guess, connected beginning. Because yeah. I also grew up in the beauty yeah. world, in the spa world. My mom's a master cosmetologist and has been since, oh my gosh, forever. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was born, you know, my entire life was lived in a salon. My mom went into labor with me while she was doing highlights, like a full head of highlights. I love that. Yeah, and she didn't. She didn't <laughs> leave to go give birth. She just kept. She finished, went home, showered, and then told my dad, "All right, I have been in labor for like six hours. We gotta go." Were you her first one? No, it was her last one. She was well aware. She was good. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was the first one. That's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was her last one. Okay. But point being is, I also grew up just constantly in spas or salons my entire life, mm-hmm. and my dad was a truck driver, so like, it's not like I could go home and like be in the care of an adult after school right. like that wasn't a choice so it was either she's leaving her six-year-old alone at home or she's mm-hmm. bringing her six-year-old to the salon two risky options but she chose, she chose yeah. the salon. <laughs> and I just fell in love with watching her like make people feel so beautiful mm-hmm. like it was such an art to me like the, the way people would come in sometimes people come in having the worst day of their lives yeah. and they would leave just feeling so empowered mm-hmm. and beautiful about themselves and it was just great I suck at hair. Yeah. Hair was not for me. Um, But I struggled a lot with my own skin. I had Mm -hmm. really bad acne. I was a teenager. I didn't want to listen to my mom who knew what she was talking about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was just like online looking at like what you should do for acne and constantly buying just really crappy products. Yeah. From everywhere under the sun. Trying anything from yeah. Walmart. Trying anything from Walmart. CVS was my best friend. Yeah. Sephora. <laughs> Neutrogena. <laughs> oh, don't, don't let me go there. Um, but yeah, like my skin was just 
awful and yeah. my mom had an esthetician friend and she you know told her like can you please just help her <laughs> like she's yeah. gonna destroy her skin so she did she sat me down one day and we built out like a whole routine and my skin got better mm-hmm. I felt confident about about myself I felt beautiful I felt like I you know didn't have to wear makeup every single day and a large large part of that was also my husband but the yeah. time was my boyfriend also encouraging me to you know feel confident in myself and so as I was finishing senior year I was trying to decide whether I wanted to go to college and produ- pursue uh, medicine because I really loved medicine and I always thought I would be like a nurse or a doctor I was doing an internship for sports medicine mm-hmm. and I was good at it but it just didn't feel right yeah so I made that decision I was like you know what no I want to pursue skin yeah and I guess that's that's what led me there. Yeah. See, I had a very different upbringing with skincare. Like, especially, I know, like, we've talked about it privately before, too. Like, growing up in, like, a very hippie massage, oh. like, <laughs> therapy family. Like, my skincare routine was coconut oil. I was about to say coconut oil. <laughs> and, you know, we now know. That's a big no-no. So, but yeah. I just had, I remember being in high school, I had, like, the driest skin. And it was so uncomfortable. And I remember I would, like, touch my forehead and my skin would flake off. Yeah. And I'd be like, literally, how do I fix this? I was using, like, Bath and Body Works lotion, like, trying to find something. Wondering why it's not working. Yeah. Like, why does my skin feel even more dry? You know, I was trying anything because my skin was just so dry and uncomfortable. So, you know, and we finally found it. Yeah. So we had opposite of problems. Yeah. I was, like, doing the most. I was, like on the verge of pretty much just rubbing straight alcohol on my face <laughs> yeah. to get rid of this acne. I was like, I will do anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I went to the dermatologist, too, and got put on. Really? Yeah, on a lot of acne medications. And it made my skin so, so dry. It was actually really funny. At the time, me and my best friend got put on the same medication at the same time. Yeah. By two different doctors who had no association with each other. Makes sense. Of course. Um, and our skin did the same thing. We both had really bad acne, and they were both just dry and painful and I remember one day in school like one of my friends casually mentioned that she was on that medication too and the only thing that helped was diabetic lotion interesting it's weird but I ended up like skipping class going to the Walmart that was near my school and buying diabetic lotion to yeah. put on my face You're like, I just need something I need something and when I when I came back my best friend who's also on the medication was putting chapstick on her face because she had nothing else. <laughs> no, And me. she was, like, in so much pain. Teachers were, like, asking what was, like, wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she was sitting there putting chapstick on her face. And I was like, girl. She was like, I quit. You're like, I can't here's my this. diabetic lotion, girl. I got you. <laughs> but, yeah, even that medication didn't help. Like, I was like, what's the point? If this is going to get rid of the acne but still make my skin... Like, miserable? Miserable, then there's no point. Yeah. Like, I'm not winning. So, yeah. The joys of skincare. Yeah, it really is a trial and error process. It is. So, now that we've kind of really dove into, like, what brought us here. Yeah. What made you go solo? (laughs) (laughs) So, I had worked at a couple different spas. And I... How does it look like her life? <laughs> yeah, like I always had a problem with my like management, which I feel like sometimes when people say that, it's like, okay, obviously you're the problem and not them. 
people would be really surprised. But in this I, industry, people yeah. are dicks. In and the nicest way, but like my biggest thing too is it was the owners that had never been in this industry. Oh. And they yeah. were creating these protocols and these systems and like saying how we should do things and they had never been in the back of the house. Like Yeah, they, they were just never owners. you know, they just don't know. And so I just didn't like that. Like I didn't really mesh well with those protocols and procedures that they had in place and I was working at this one spot, this chain that we shall not name and <laughs> the and chain that we shall not name. <laughs> you know. And the owners were again like they started this chain because they went and got a service and loved it so much. And they felt like they just needed to open three of these locations. Don't do that. Just it's like, like just go enjoy the service. Just <laughs> like, enjoy the service. You know, and I don't know. So I just really did not appreciate them. You know, they always expected us to work through our lunch break, which illegal too. Rude. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it just was not like a good environment. And I also didn't appreciate like the heavy push on sales. Oh my gosh. And yes. it's like, I understand to be an esthetician, you have to have some sales As ability. I'm looking at my retail stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you have to have some, but also, I'm not going to push a client yeah, to, buy, to buy something just to buy something. Yeah. You know, like, my whole approach is if they have a routine at home and it's working for them, great. Good. Good. Why do I need to if push it? that routine is not actually going to damage you in the long run. I right, exactly. Like that, <laughs> yes, no, as long Don't as it's not. It because it might be working now, but it's not going to work long. And we go over that. Like, that will always be covered. Always. Yes. But I'm just very big on not pushing people into things. Because I also feel like that's a huge turnoff for clients. Yeah. Is when they just come out of this relaxing service and, like, they're so calm and peaceful and feeling good. And then you're like... Here's 17 products you need. They and need then the car salesman, the used car salesman. Yes. And buy this like, now. <laughs> I don't know. It just was very off-putting to me, and I never really appreciated that. So, you know, there was one day... I had always wanted to go solo. Like, being solo was pretty much always my end goal. Like, even before I went to aesthetics, I was like, I want to have my own business. Whatever it is, yeah. I want to have my own business. And so this was always end goal for me. And it happened a lot sooner than yeah. I was expecting. Um, I was only working weekends before I went solo. So I was a stay-at-home mom, and then weekends I would go to work. And I'm very blessed to have a partner who is, like, working full-time and is able to support me. And Because, you know, he saw I was miserable at my job. Yeah. And it was just like, just do it. Like, I'm here. Like, now is the time. Like, you know, I'm here to support you. Do it while I'm, like, here. Not that he would leave or anything, yeah, but... Yeah, but, like, while he's able to. Yeah. He's like, you know, just, like, you know, we're in a place where I can support you. Just go. Just do it. Like, that's what you want to do. And you hate your job, so... Might as well. Do something for you. And I was like, okay. And so I went and toured a place... That it shall also remain unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons... <laughs> Um, trying not to get sued on the first episode. <laughs> right, we get an immediate cease and desist. <laughs> but I went, it was the only place I looked at. 
Um, cause I had like, cause you know when you go online to those places, they have you submit yeah. their emails, like, yeah. and, and then they never get out to you. Yeah, they won't give you any information unless you go in person. Either. Go in person and yeah. give them all of your information so mm-hmm. that they can harass you for forever. Yeah. <laughs> so super fun. So I went to this place and it was the first one I toured and I was just like, yeah, sure. They told me they'd paint the walls for me. So Let's... I was like. Let's get it. Let's get into that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about how they bamboozled us. But anyways, so I signed there, and I was there for six months before I was like, this is incredibly overpriced. Yeah. I am going to go find somewhere else. And then I found my current space. Way better deal. Way better environment. I love it here. Um... We're talking about why we went solo. Yeah. Okay. You like <laughs> you did I'm your all thing. over the place. You did your thing, chicken but, wing. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what pushed you to go solo. Was, yeah. And it's because it's scary to go solo. Yeah. So knowing that I had him there to back me up, like, was the biggest push. the biggest thing. Yeah. Because I feel like if I didn't have that, and I was like having to work full time, because I did continue to work a little bit even after I went solo. Mm-hmm. I probably did. Like, four months, which don't recommend. Like, unless you have a sugar daddy, keep another job. (laughs) When you first go solo, I am very blessed. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just scary. So, just taking that jump and having him there to be like, go. Like, just do it and push me. Because I don't think I ever would have if he wasn't like... I don't blame you. Just scary. So, I'm, I'm very, like... I don't do anything unless I can be, like, 100% certain mm-hmm. that it's going to work out. Yeah. So, that's kind of mine. Tell me about yours, Angela. <laughs> mine is fun, and I feel like I have to preface it a lot because uh, how it started. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I also always wanted to go solo. I didn't know I wanted a business until I went into aesthetics. You know, the second that I decided, like, okay, aesthetics is the thing that I'm going to do, my mind went, you're going to own something. Mm-hmm. I also really wanted to be a makeup artist. I feel like that's how every esthetician starts Yeah, it's like journey. the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> the pipeline for aesthetics. Um, so I was like, I'm going to have my own makeup brand. God, no. But <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying now. But, yeah, I... That was my brain, so I was like, I'm going to start a business. I don't know when, but at some point. Mm -hmm. I did not picture starting a business at 21, 22. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of a lot. Um, I also had worked in the industry for a couple years at that point, Mm -hmm. and I get bored. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I get bored. I don't like doing the same thing every day, all day long. Yeah. It just feels like you're kind of withering away. Yeah. And I was like, I'm 18, 19. Like, I shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. And I love what I do, so it's not what I'm doing. It's just yeah. the environment that I'm doing it in. But I had worked at a couple clinical places and a couple, like, wellness places. Yeah. And waxing studio. The whole nine yards. I really, like, dipped my Tested toe. Tested everything out. Yeah. The clinical places were awful. They were so bad. Yeah. They were just so bad. I also worked for a chain place that shall not be named. <laughs> they were terrible. They were literally on the brink of foreclosure. Yeah. <laughs> they were so bad. Um, the aggressive selling was a giant mm-hmm. turnoff. The working through lunch 
illegal and a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll reiterate that. Because um, that also happened to me. Then I was blessed with working at the waxing studio, which was a small business, mm-hmm. and the owners were great. The environment was so great. I was trained really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like forever thankful for that opportunity because even though it was something that I didn't necessarily at the time think I would like want to do. Yeah. They gave me a shot and like it just went so well. And so like being able to learn in that environment was fantastic. And then I got injured. <laughs> yeah. So I had an accident and I broke my humerus. You kind of need your arms. <laughs> just a little bit. As an esthetician. It's kind of like the main thing that you use. So, unfortunately, I had to, like, take a step back. Wasn't able to work. And my bosses at the time were so wonderful. They they were willing to wait for me. But I was engaged at that time. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. To have them wait for me for forever. Because I was going to have two surgeries a year apart. Rehab both times. A wedding in between. A honeymoon. Like, it, it was just too much. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this is, like, my chance to, like, kind of go independent. So I did. I I quit, and that was a sad day. And I did a very soft launch. (laughs) Yeah. The softest launch you could imagine. Um, I started taking a couple clients from home, which, illegal, don't do. You can get around it, legally speaking. But it's just friends and family. Yeah, they were pretty much that. I mean, it wasn't, like, random clients. These were, like, clients of my mom's. Yeah. I've known her for forever. And so they were comfortable coming and seeing me at the house. It was not a problem. Right. But I was still injured, and I was still recovering, and I was getting married, and, again, like, just life wasn't there. And throughout that whole time, I was being coerced, and I will use the word coerced because that's exactly what it was, to go work at this other place. They weren't a chain. They weren't – I really wouldn't consider them a small business either. Because I feel like once you have, like, multiple locations, it's yeah. not small anymore. Um, and they have so many people working for them, so, like, it's yeah. just not small. But they had been kind of bombarding me over mm-hmm. the course of a year to come and work for them. And so I did, against my better judgment, because <laughs> a girl was broke. <laughs> You're like, I needed it. I need the money, and my poor husband was, you know. Yeah. Working full time, and I was a stay-at-home wife doing (laughs) nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So I went and worked for them, and it was miserable. Like truly and honestly, from day one, it was not good. Yeah. Um, and I lied. Like I straight up lied about enjoying this. I didn't, and I mean, my husband could testify to this. I can (laughs) hand on Bible this. I was miserable from day one. I didn't like it. Um. People were fine. Yeah. They weren't great. They weren't terrible. They were kind of terrible in the end. But they, yeah. They they were fine. Um, it's always at the end when it's It's always lives. at the end. There were just so many things that kind of, like, went against, I guess, my esthetician code of morality. Yeah. Um, since I was trained in a small business, that waxing studio, I had such high standards mm-hmm. when it came to hygiene and how yeah. you treat a client and how you sell to a client and how you just, in general, care for a client. Yeah. And they were dirty. This place yeah. was so dirty. Like, nasty. And they were expensive. 
And they had yeah. a ridiculously loyal clientele. And I think the reason they had such a ridiculous loyal clientele is because they'd been around for so long. Right. And, like, the original owner was great and whatever. Anyways, not going to go into that. But in reality, like, when you're in the back of house, you realize how much wrong. Yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors a little <laughs> yes. bit. And I was like, if I was a client and yeah. I didn't work here... I would never let yeah. any of these people touch my face. I would walk into this room, and I'm that client that, like, I will look at your things. If there's dirt, if there's, like, cockroaches, yeah. if it smells musty, like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not doing this. If I watch you dip a stick of wax twice into the wax pot, I'm out of here. Yeah. Goodbye, girl. Your girl's not getting staff. Yeah. Which and is the thing to look out for, guys. If you're at a waxing studio, <laughs> they keep waxing using... Tent. The same wax stick. Run. Run. Don't let them touch you. Sanitary. Run. <laughs> One and go. That stick should go in the trash. Don't even... Not the other end. No. Run. Run. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it was just nasty. And I, I didn't enjoy it. And the selling was bad. Yeah. Um... The protocols weren't great either. My face got burned during a treatment. It was rough. It was like yeah. a rough time. And during this, again, I had my soft launch business... I was still taking my clients Mm -hmm. and I had made that, you know, known to them that they followed my account. Yeah. So it wasn't like a secret. But at the time I was also like making handmade jewelry and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. But I guess it didn't dawn on them that like. You were actually doing it. I was actually doing it even though I had told them that I was actually doing it. It was kind of stupid. But. Anyways, they taught me how to do a specific, not even treatment, I guess procedure. They taught me how to dermaplane. And I was a good dermaplaner. They took, like, ten minutes to teach me. Yeah. And I pick up things really fast, and I did it really well. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, let me do dermaplaning for my clients. And, like, my clients were not the people that were going to go to this place. First of all, this place was 45 minutes from my house. Yeah. One. Two, these clients are, like, people that were paying me, like, 60 bucks yeah like they were not about to go pay you know near 200 dollars right. for a dermaplane like that it was just not gonna happen right so it was it just it was stupid of me but i posted it on instagram and i had blocked like my manager from seeing it because yeah. like i think a part of me knew like if they see this it's gonna be an issue if they see this this is gonna be an issue but also like i just didn't think it was that deep because yeah i had like not even 100 followers I don't even think like maybe 80 yeah and again most of these were my friends and my people that knew my mom for years and so I'd forgotten to block my manager's sister (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) it was our HR rep which seems like a conflict of interest but sure definitely is but um but anyways they saw it they got pissed they were like you have a whole booking site and I was like that was linked in the bio, honey, that you follow. So <laughs> yeah. Don't know how you're confused about this. I told and like, you. What's the difference of, like, having clients text the book versus having a booking site? Like, exactly. Like, what does it matter? It, it didn't. Still the same. Again, <laughs> like, I'm not saying that what I did was not wrong. It is. I don't recommend it. But at the same time, I was still miserable, and I had plans on quitting this place. The biggest thing I can say about that is read you're not compete. I did not do that. I thought <laughs> non-competes were standard and that was my dumb moment, but also they kind of bamboozled me into signing the non-compete in the first place. 
Also, don't sign a non-compete. Don't sign a non-compete. Just don't <laughs> sign it. If they won't let you, you know. work there without signing it, find another job. Red flag. One, if they have a non-compete, kind of a red flag. Yeah. If it's a reasonable non-compete, you're good. Yeah, like, if they're just asking you not to contact the clients of their business... Directly? Fine. Fine. But if they're saying you can't work within... I know I had one, and it was like, you can't work within 40 miles of this location. Yeah, my non-compete that I signed, again, without really paying attention, was insane. It said I couldn't work within 60 miles of the city of Marietta. Yeah, which is, like... I couldn't open a business for a year after my termination. I essentially couldn't do anything anything in aesthetics in aesthetics that they offered which was everything because we all do similar things yeah so it it was awful but um yeah they let me go and i was like you know what screw y'all one (laughs) because i didn't even want to work there you pursued me yeah two you pursued me knowing that i had a business we had spoken about this bajillion times it was a very small business like if i'm small now i was like an ant size before. Yeah. Again, I was maybe seeing one client a, mo- a month, maybe every yeah. two months. Like, it was so bad. But that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. This is not the first time that I've worked for someone that was just truly terrible. Yeah. Um, this is not the first time that I've been unhappy working for someone. I have had great experience working yeah. for other people in the industry, but that was just so bad. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to start my business. Why not now? Yeah. Like, really, why not now? I have learned the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty. Like, I've been through it all. Yeah, might as well. So that's kind of what brought us here. Yeah. And now we're here. And now we're here, and now we're doing this. And now we're doing this. <laughs> Our newest business venture. Yes. Not really business, though. No. Just, just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> if it takes off, I might cry, but... Yeah. But... It's fine. <laughs> If it doesn't, no, no pressure, guys. <laughs> um, I guess with all of that said, do you have any advice that you would give, like, estheticians or new estheticians or anything like that? So, like, that are looking to go solo or just that are looking to get into aesthetics in the first place? I guess one answer for people that are wanting to go into aesthetics or the beauty industry. And then one answer for those that are trying to start a business in it. Okay, so if you're wanting to go into aesthetics, I honestly just would make sure when tour multiple schools, like don't just pick the first one you go to. They're all going to tell you that they're the best school, that they will teach you this, this, and this. Ask actual students that you know have been there what it's actually like. Yeah. Because you'll get a lot more insight and a lot more truth. And they all suck. Just they all suck. You're not going to go to a good school. They're going to tell you it's not a good school. So just just find the least sucky one. Yeah, find one that looks somewhat clean. Has teachers. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> we'll teach you. Yeah, yeah. Won't just sit you in front of a book. And then yeah, so I mean, just tour like multiple schools, and just make sure that you're willing to put in the work, like. Don't go into aesthetic school expecting to be taught everything about the industry, about skin, about products, because it's like what I always tell people, aesthetic school is there to teach you state board, to get, like, help you pass state board, and then you're out, you're done. So, you have to really be, I feel like, disciplined, and prepared to go in and teach yourself. 
And you're really your own advocate for your own yeah, education. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I would just be prepared and be determined. And find a buddy, too, while you're in school. <laughs> find a buddy. <laughs> because that is one thing that really helped me. I really don't Same. think I would have made it through a set of school. My program was initially a year long. And then, obviously, if you miss hours, you have to make them up, whatever. So, it can go longer. But it gets really, like, demotivating about, like, halfway through. When you're just, like, doing the same things over again. You're just getting through that checklist. And I had my buddy that I would text. And, like, we would text each other. And we were always there. We took the same classes. So we would just be there to help each other through. And, like, if she was ever, like, oh, my gosh, I'm dropping out. I can't do this. I'd be, like, girl, you're still going to have to pay. (laughs) So just get through it. Just have it as a backup of anything. Um, she graduated, I graduated, and now we live it. We're both still working in aesthetics. So, you know, Amazing. just get through school. That's the biggest thing. Just be determined. And then what's your advice for estheticians wanting to start a business? Start social media when you're in school. <laughs> True. It honestly has turned into a little bit of an influencer contest. Yes. It is, fully. So, I mean, just, like, learn. You don't even have to take your social media seriously or even have a public page. I would just really recommend learning social media, learning the angles of how to take pictures of clients, you know, all that, because that's really important. Yeah. And then, like, really building a good portfolio of before and afters. And then I also really recommend people working somewhere before going solo. Fully. I know so many estheticians that right after school were like, I'm starting a business. I'm like, girl, we learn the same things. And if I'm not ready, there is no way on this planet you are. Yeah. I feel like even if you hate the job, it's still valuable. You're still seeing faces that yeah. you didn't when you were in school. You're seeing different kinds of faces. So I feel like it's still valuable to work in the field after you graduate and just learn. And then you also kind of learn what you want to bring into your business and find the systems and product lines that work best for you but that's my advice since your two cents yeah Yeah. (laughs) my opinion (laughs) what about you um mine for people wanting to go into the beauty world you know aesthetics related or not cosmetology yeah nails whatever make sure that it's actually something you want to do yeah and not something that like you just see online and you're like, wow, I think it'd be really cool to be sent PR from skincare oh, companies yeah. or nail companies or hair Seeing companies. all these TikToks of, like, estheticians making $2,000 a day. Yeah, or people being, like, <laughs> flown out to events or, mm-hmm. you know, being a brand's, like, face. Like, ambassador, yeah. Okay, no. Very <laughs> rare. There's, very, like, very rare. millions of estheticians and that's, like, two people. Exactly. So. <laughs> no, don't rely on that. So make sure that's something that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of money. I don't think people really understand how much money yeah. people pour into these careers. And I mean, yeah. it's not really even just the education. You have to go beyond that. Yeah. You have to get certifications. You have to do a whole nine years. I can't even tell you how much money I have spent on yeah. my career. It Probably if like we really like added up pretty close to like a four-year degree yeah at a small school but <laughs> right in state in state with tuition <laughs> and a couple grants but still a lot of money it's a lot so 
make sure this is something that like your heart actually calls for that you have a reason behind this that you have a drive for this yeah because i think it's so discouraging to see people in this industry that are just so half-assed i guess is really the best sorry yeah. for cursing but that's <laughs> really the best way yeah to describe it it's just kind of sad because you want everyone that's in this industry to really care yeah. about the people that they work for because it is a it's a service industry that's yeah. what that's what we do is we serve others yeah. all day every day yeah have a good attitude about what you're doing too yeah like if you're not gonna have sure. a good attitude about it don't do it don't do it and then for new estheticians that want to start a business or not for new estheticians that want to start but you know people who want to start a business yeah make sure that's something you actually want to do yeah as well like it is so much work research talk to other small business owners and like yes. get an idea as to what their day-to-day looks like because I feel like I was slightly delusional in the sense of how much work this was actually going to take. Yeah. And not that I'm regretting any of my decisions. I'm not. But it is a lot. Yeah. It consumes your life. And I feel like when people hear, like, small business owners saying that, I don't know, at least me personally, like, I immediately go to thinking, like, physical work that goes into Mm -hmm. it. But it's, like, a mental labor. It's mental and it's also financial. Like, it is expensive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And... It's also slightly discouraging sometimes. Like, you can yeah. put so much work into an Instagram post yeah. or a TikTok and nothing happens. Yes. You can do, you can pay for advertising and not a single client comes. You can go to events and stand there for five hours with your booth that you have. <laughs> in the pouring rain. In the, <laughs> that you have put together and you stayed up all night feeling little baggies of you know, little goodies that you could give mm-hmm. to potential clients and you don't see a single, single one. Single one. Yeah. It is discouraging and it is hard and it can be very lonely. Yeah. So make sure that's something you want to do. Make sure you don't sign into one of those big corporations that sell booths or lofts or <laughs> studios, studios uh, that charge like weekly. Yeah, the weekly, <laughs> the weekly payments is a scam. It's a scam, girl. I stand by that. It is a scam. Unless you have like a ginormous, not even ginormous, but a very large, if you have a dedicated, good, consistent clientele. Yeah, people that are coming in every week, and you can count on them because a lot of times too, like you'll have clients that come in six months in a row, and mm-hmm. then they just stop, and they it's fall. like, okay. or you get that client that's like. I'm going to start coming every then, three weeks. And yeah. they even make that appointment beforehand. And then they cancel the day off. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, girl, I was relying on you to make my rent. <laughs> yes, that's the worst. But, like, also the side of it, too, is, like, when you have someone book online. And then it's, like, you get a little notification on your phone. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. I do a little happy dance every time because I'm yeah. just, like, so excited. But that's just me. Just... Be careful. Do a lot of research. Look into the places that you're going into. Make sure that you you know what you're getting into, really. Yeah. It's a lot of highs and lows. It is. Like, the and highs, be prepared highs, for that. I wouldn't, lowest lows. I wouldn't start a business when you're, like, at your lowest. Yeah, don't be, like, mentally unstable. Is <laughs> <laughs> he a psychologist? Like, I feel like this has made me slightly mentally unstable, so... That would be my two cents. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I guess this is where we can end it for today. Yeah. So this was our first episode. Yay. I hope you liked it. Thanks for listening. If you listen to the whole time, 
Good for you. Drop <laughs> a. What should they drop in the comments? I don't know. Uh, like drop bubbles. Can you comment on Apple Podcasts? Probably not, but you can comment on YouTube and TikTok and wherever the heck this else ends up at. We'll see. I didn't say that right, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, maybe they should comment, like, their favorite color. Uh, I like bubble. But bubbles? yeah, you could do either one. Do bubble or I meant like favorite the, color. the bubble emoji. Don't just type out bubbles. That's weird. Or do. Or do. You know, comment is a comment. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like and share it. Feel free to support us. We're not gaining anything from this. No, we're so. just doing it for fun. I mean, we'll talk about anything y'all want to suggest mm-hmm. that we talk about. If you have any questions or thoughts, you know, want to put in your two cents, you're more than Welcome. free to. Yeah. Be nice. Be courteous. Yeah. Be very nice, please. Yeah. We're, we're sensitive. Both, we're real sensitive. <laughs> we'll we will block you. <laughs> yes. We are not afraid to block. <laughs> I'm a friend to that block and report button. So, be nice, be courteous, let this be a good community. Yeah. And we will try to upload weekly or bi-weekly. Weekly, yeah. <laughs> weekly. As she sweats. <laughs> Is that what we're committing to? <laughs> I think so. Okay. We're going to try. But yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.